0: Ten years ago, a young girl stood silently, her tilted head resting on the corridor wall that stood adjacent to her living room as her relatives discussed her fate.
1: I had my grandma and my auntie having a conversation, so I just listened to it. She was nine. Her mother
0: had just passed away, and until that very moment, she had no idea why. And that's how I knew about it. It was the first time she knew her mother had been sick, and the first time she had of the illness that took her mother from her.
1: They were they were talking. My mom passed in that in hospital that day, so they come they came up a, a little bit early. So I was wondering what happened. So when I went there, I had, I ears dropped and I had them talking that now that my mom is gone and she was HIV positive, um, how do they tell me who's going to take care of me? Cause Right now, I'm kind of delicate, yes, because I used to be sick, like, all the time.
0: HIV positive. She had never heard of that disease before. And at nine years, she remembers wondering what that was and why her auntie and grandmother were discussing how to tell her and why they thought she was delicate. She had to eavesdrop father to discover why, while the rest of her siblings were quickly taken in by relatives, No one wanted to take her in.
1: No one wanted to be with me because, okay, I'm HIV positive, and I didn't know about it at that time.
0: Welcome or welcome back to the Human Interest Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we get to hear stories about people, why they do what they do, and about life. Successes, losses, challenges and lessons.
2: And safe corridors,
1: when you're set at night, especially guys, you should not pass in those corridors because that is where you can you can you can be raped
0: okay, not. Saturday morning, and a group of young girls and boys are engrossed in discussions.
2: For me, I think cities are not safe because people are under, are under drugs.
0: The question floated to them is if they know the difference between public spaces and safe spaces.
2: With your neighbor just discuss with your neighbour, I'd like you to tell me what you understand by a public space. And what you want to understand by a safe space.
0: That's Judith Wamboe, a project officer for the Safer Cities for Girls project. We'll talk about it a little later in the podcast. Public space space is where everyone or anyone can access, e.g. the social hall, school, field, playground and the church.
2: And the safe space is where you are free from harm, like home police station, school, and hospital. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you a
0: Our nine-year-old girl is now 17 and sits amidst this eager group of youth. Years later, and her resilience stands out. It's amazing to hear her engage so confidently Especially because after her parents died, she never felt safe at all. My mom and dad passed away in 2010. Her story is heavy for a 17-year-old, but she doesn't shed a tear the entire time she narrates it to me. And when I whisper, I'm sorry, in between her narration, she looks me in the eye, smiles, and says, It's okay. take You back to her story back when at 10 she realized no one wanted to take her in.
1: There's this time when actually I didn't have a place to live. My, my another uncle, a cousin of my mom, came and took me, and she he took me to her sister's place. That's where her sister started insulting me, saying I'm a burden to the brother to the family, that my mom and dad were just, yeah, useless. So that day I ran away. It was in 2011. I was just wandering about around, sometimes asking for food, sometimes asking for money. Yeah, some people gave me money, some people thought that I was a thief and other men tried to take advantage of me. I slept under a car, a van, I remember, it was a white van. It was destroyed, it was just parked over there. That's where I used to sleep, it was so cold. So when I was under that van, I used to think that my parents would come back and maybe, yeah, take me back so that I can live the life I used to live. So there's this lady who came up to me, started talking to me, and I explained everything to her. So she took me to this police station in Ruaraka, and yes, we talked and talked. So at night, the head of the police station said, we're going to get food. So he told me to go with him at the road, so he stopped and started asking me questions. So he told me that if I didn't do anything, he told me, he was going to kill me and throw my body away, and no one was going to ever get it. As I was 11 years old, I was scared. Yes, I was scared. Like, I didn't know what to do. So at that age, I was raped. and all I wanted is like to die yes there's a time I stopped taking my drugs and I was like I don't want to take them anymore I'm just tired of this life I can at least follow my parents I've tried killing myself five times finding myself in hospitals none of them worked and I'm so thankful that it didn't because it made me who I am today. It made me this strong to speak out and also help some people going through what, whatever I am doing.
0: You're a very brave girl. Thank you. And I wish you all the best in this life. Thanks. And you're going to be an influential person in this life. Don't stop talking about your story. May it continue giving you strength. Because for sure it will give other people strength. Okay. How did you Plan International?
1: Um, it, they came to my school and in luck I was chosen among the 60, 30 girls. So, and also, yes, they started, I was chosen as a leader with the other students because actually I'm social, I talk to everybody. With Plan International, I can say they've helped me so much. So so much. At least I find a place where I can just talk with no one judging me, and also trying to help some girls who are going who are going through the same issue I did. Okay, well,
2: yes, we agree that for sure, wherever we are staying is not safe for us. Eh? So for us also to feel safe, we must adopt certain
0: skills. A lot of the youth here have their own stories to tell.
2: Uh, we, as a facilitator. We train our girls maybe to adopt such 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 uh, such behaviours. Assertiveness has got a number of skills. One, the way you communicate, uh, and also uh, on decision making. Us okay, on, on assertiveness is being able to express yourself clearly. Uh, you have to say you have to say how you feel, why you are feeling so, and how you want things to go. Of
0: course, in a- and that's why this class is so important to them.
2: Does it happen? Yes. 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 Can you see somebody trying to let this? There's a spectator somewhere?
0: Have you seen him? Judith asks the youth if domestic violence happens in their homes, for example, and it's clear that they have seen their fair share of life when the topic of gender-based violence is introduced. Judith, the Safer Cities project officer, has projected a picture that shows a couple embroiled in an altercation. She asks the young boys and girls if that's okay, and most of them say yes. (laughs) It's between two people No one should come between them, they answer Those people who love each other Fight each other, another says Sparking a whole new conversation About violence So, Safer
2: Cities for Girls What's that all about? Let's hear it from Judith Wamboe Safer Cities for Girls Program is a program that is in nine countries, and Nairobi city is one of the target cities within Kenya. And specifically, we are within Mbakasi, where we are working with the boys and girls. We are targeting uh, girls in schools through Champions of Change clubs, and also boys clubs through the same curriculum. They'll be trained for six months, and whereby they'll graduate as uh, Champions of Change. So in these particular discussions, we are empowering the girls. Girls who are able to speak up their safety issues within the cities. Girls who are able to be gender aware, to be able to actually survive in a city that is full of crime, full of uh, unhygienic conditions and unsafe conditions. This is Jeremiah Ndongo,
3: a facilitator, a mentor and a teacher. And I'm also a volunteer at Vision Makers, community based organization. It's a community organization where we do feeding programs, we do bedworking, we do sensitization programs, those and those capacity building programs. Yeah, and of late we have been doing those child centered programs like the Safer Cities. It's of late when we were at our place that Kayola is when we partnered with international organizations they came into board so that we can raise awareness on the safe spaces for girls. We have brought boys on board. we have taught them how to deal with the girls on gender equality issues and topics. And then we have given them life skills on how, how to defend our how to support and engage with girls so that we can make them we can make them to be safe.
0: You know, there are many people who say that as we take care of girls, we are neglecting the boys. How are you including them in this and also empowering them as boys so that they're able to be supportive
3: and engage with girls? Yeah, In our case, those, there, there are so many activities that we are doing. As I mentioned earlier, I say even sports there. So there are these days that we always bring boys together with girls, they play. Yeah, and then we have these, uh, these community dialogues. We bring on board even boys to bring out their issues and then they debate on a certain topic that we have chosen.
0: I was especially drawn to the fact that community-based organizations are also coming together and partnering with other non-governmental organizations to talk about this. Communities that are bringing boys together and talking to them about how to be better boys, about how to be better men, you know? So I'll be talking about youth empowerment, girl empowerment, engaging with boys for the next three weeks until the 11th of October when we celebrate the International Day of the Girl. So please join me and let's celebrate girls who, despite their adversities, continue to be empowered and are empowering others. Let's celebrate the boy child that's embracing positive masculinity. And let's all talk about what governments should do and what stakeholders should do to better the situation for the youth. Here's our 17-year-old again.
1: I love modeling. It's my passion and hopefully one day it will take me somewhere. I want I wanted to be a journalist when I was a kid, but my dream was certain it just ended like because people used to tell me that I can never be a journalist because, yeah, my legs, the spots are all around my bodies and everything. There's this aunt who used to tell me that journalists are always beautiful, but today I can tell her that my dreams are valid. If she's listening to this, one day I'll become somebody. In God's name, amen. I'm making you proud and I'll make you proud more and more proud I know all the things you wanted me to be and all the things you did was for my best and yes thank you for always being there for me
0: do you remember best about her
1: well she used to be strict very strict and also she was a chef she used to tell me don't go out of the house without my permission
0: This brave 17-year-old is now back to school as a Form 3 student after finally reuniting with her elder sister who took her in.
1: Last year, though we've not been talking for long, I was like, they left me all alone to face the world while they were just having a good life with no one thinking about you. So, I had to get used to them they were taken by other relatives.
0: Her life is far from perfect, but it is better than it ever was before. And it helps that this school prefect continues to receive constant
1: support from both school
0: and from the youth group meetings she frequents.
1: My principal and the owner of the school are really helping me going, because I'm still going through a lot. told me that I can be somebody in life if I want to. I can do whatever I want to in this life. And I can show and prove to those people who thought I was useless that I'm somebody, that I can take care of on my I can take care of myself, and that's what I'm doing.
0: Thank you all so much as always for tuning in to the Human Interest Podcast. I'm available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, please head over to the review section and leave a comment. What that does is it puts the podcast on the chart and allows more people to find and enjoy it. Also, if you have a story you want to share with me, drop a line on the Human Interest Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Human Interest Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. See you next week, guys.